Blog Talk Radio. Live from the Talk Radio 49 studios in Little Rock, Arkansas, it's Bad Brad Hicks, Money Mike Carnahan, and of course, the pretty boy, Sean Castleberry. It's your weekly look at humorous top headlines and current events. It's the American Idiot Show. Good evening and welcome to the American Idiot Show. I'm Michael Carnahan, joined as always by the man with the perfect hair, Mr. Sean Castleberry. Sean, we're going to try to keep it light tonight, but we got a hell of a topic and I've got a hell of a lot of complaining to do. So, uh, definitely going to be fun. But before we bring in our, uh, our special guest host tonight, let's go ahead and uh, let me ask how was your week, Sean? It's been a crazy week, man. Uh, you know, with everything going on here in Little Rock and all the protests and you know, uh, the lack of COVID-19 news, it's been uh, just up and down and crazy. Oh, the COVID-19 news has been there. It's just, you know, it's kind of been buried by freaking morons that freaking act a fool because they wear, you know, never mind, I'm going to be nice. I'm not even going to start yet. With that being said, of course, you can tell that uh, by his absence, uh, Mr. Brad Hicks isn't going to be on the show tonight, so replace and our three-man panel is Mr. KT. KT, how are you doing tonight? Glad I'm all right. Okay, okay. Well, gentlemen, the topic tonight, racism in America and specifically what's happened over the past seven days. Now, the first thing, obviously, I want to talk about is the breaking news that occurred today. Sean, I don't know if you've seen this, or uh, KT, I'm not sure if you had seen this either. But uh, today, uh, Mr. Chauvin, former Officer Chauvin's uh, charges were actually upgraded. He is now charged with second-degree murder, and his uh, three little cohorts have been charged with aiding and abetting. So, applause for the uh, Minneapolis Police Department on that one. It's pretty quick, honestly, go and do that. Usually, it takes a couple of months for them to even raise a feather over anything. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I'm certainly glad. I feel like I feel like this is probably the ceiling of where it could be as far as what you can actually charge him with. So I am glad to see that they are pushing this to the limit of where they can go with it. And I believe he actually faces several charges underneath the second-degree murder. Mr. Toomer, had you heard that news today about the uh, charges being upgraded? No, I'm I'm kind of behind on everything right now, man. Uh, I kind of been taking care of some personal stuff all day today, so I kind of been fucked up today, but I'm slowly catching up on everything. Absolutely. I'm certainly, I'm just ecstatic to hear that this type of thing happened, but move into some things that aren't very ecstatic. And, you know, it's, it's been three days, and I said I needed to calm myself down. Monday night, and that's why we didn't have the show Monday night. And then last night, I was back out there in the city of Little Rock again. Uh, but 
first things first, I do want to say this much. The city of Little Rock Police Department has done a fantastic job. So what I'm going to say tonight, I don't want to reflect upon them because they have done a fantastic job. They have been out in the community. They have been saying, hey, guys, you need any water, you need any food, anything at all. And they have been just fantastic for my for my uh, feelings with them over the past two, three days that we've been uh, out there. But uh, the other two organizations involved, not so much. Uh, Mr. Toomer, why don't you uh, – Mr. KP, why don't you talk to us about uh, some of the stuff we saw Sunday? Uh, specifically, I want you to shine a light on uh, the artist that we went and visited. Uh, very, very amazing work. And, Sean, I think you'll be very interested in this gentleman. Yeah, I got a homie. Uh, I got a homie who I met from doing music years ago. Uh, I forget what he changed his name over to, but I know him, I know him as Dirt Daddy. And, um, Basically, what he's been doing for years is basically uh, they they get the rights from the city. They get direct permission from the city to take over uh, the old Junction Bridge out here in uh, so that they can paint murals. Uh, they can paint murals, use it for whatever that they want to paint. And for the past few years, they've been using their area that's designated for them uh, to send their message, uh, dealing with dealing with situations like this. Um, wait. All right, so let me ask is that how 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 far in dialogue dialogue am I allowed to go into? Because I understand this certain certain stuff. I'm not I'm not gonna be able to say. Oh, that's perfectly fine. I mean, you can definitely. I, I basically, when I'm talking about this gentleman, I want to just I, you know I want to shine a light on him. He's an amazing artist, uh, Sean. I sent you some videos earlier. I don't know if you were able to watch them all, but uh, I saw a couple. Yeah, was, he was the gentleman that was on the building and uh, painting that beautiful okay. mural. Well, yeah, any anytime yeah. a lot of stuff wrong, that's uh, that's that's the platform that he's known for now, and uh, and he uses it uh, he uses it to to a big degree. To uh to spread their images and messages that was going on around the city, and the thing about it is, what a lot of people don't understand is he has a lot of industry ties to mainstream uh, magazines. Like uh, they just did an interview for the New York Times, spotlighting that small area that they used to paint pictures and, and that piece that we saw, uh, the main piece that we saw downtown under the Junction Bridge is going to be used in the New York Times. Um, but I can't oh, wow. but I can't go into too much details about it because it's his thing, and I I literally know I only know what he put out, what he personally put out. Um, That's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, but uh, what else you want to know? Well, basically, I'm just here to talk about our experiences over the past uh, over the past three days or two days, excuse me, that we were actually out amongst the crowd. I know. Uh, let's go ahead and get into night one. Uh, night one, we were helping some individuals uh, in a medical tent uh, with the uh, protest. 
that was uh, there. Uh, we made it actually very well known. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna do medical, we would also provide medical aid to officers should they come seeking it, and things like that. So I mean, just you know, speaking on some of the stuff we saw, uh, you know, and some of the stuff we experienced Sunday night. I, multiple times we were told that there was hate groups. Uh, coming down to Little Rock specifically to target the uh, protests. And uh, I think there was, what, four trucks that we constantly saw that once the Little Rock police blocked them from actually getting to the protest, they were just riding around the outskirts trying to find a way in to mess around with the protesters. Go ahead. Did you guys see any of these uh, other... Otherwise, yeah, we, I think, uh, Mr. KT, did you say we counted four trucks or was it five? It was, it was, so it was four trucks that drove past us in a straight line in succession before they broke off, trying to find their way into the capital area. And then there was another truck kind of floating around playing the perimeter, kind of like we were doing last night, kind of floating around. Mm-hmm. It was a, a truck doing, during that. Um, now, down there, well, we didn't know because we were kind of off site. Uh, they had already ran off a couple of people who had been caught out there trying to trying to run up on people and trying to start a lot of stuff. Uh, where that was last night. That's why tonight everybody. That's why tonight it's a lot of open, it's a lot of guys out there practicing uh, open carry right now because of this situation. I did um, notice that. That is one thing that I did see on a live that I saw was that they actually hired a security group to uh, to protect them, which makes me very happy uh, because of these groups that are constantly posting these messages about the harm they want to do to these protesters. Yeah, and, and, and they're actually showing up. A lot of them have been caught. Well, not a lot of them. A couple of them have been caught or at least ran out from the area, but I'm not sure if they was arrested. But I got to get into that a little bit later uh, when we talk about what, what happened with us last night. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, a lot of the stuff I've been explaining it to people, a lot of the stuff, even though you hear about it, you see it kind of laughing off and think that oh, it ain't real, man, because it, it sounds like, sound like something from a movie. But this, this is what it really is, man. A lot of people are using this whole situation and whole idea that has nothing to do with them. They're kind of trying to blanket what really they're trying to blanket, but at the same time, explain how they really feel about people of the opposite race or people who aren't in their everyday lives right now. Um, I'm about to try to negate me about why people were protesting today while I was picking up some medicine. Um, Somebody tried to negate me about why people are protesting right now and was saying that it was it was uncalled for and there's no reason for it. Um, if anybody listening to this, I want you to remember just three, maybe almost four weeks ago, uh, another group of people from another race were protesting uh, city and state capitals because they wanted to go outside and, and get a haircut because the corona uh, social distancing order to put in effect. So I want, I want a lot of people to kind of Use that to compare and contrast with what's going on uh, with the whole marching for. It's not necessarily marching for for equality, right? It's marching against systematic racism, pretty much. Um, 
basically you got black people out there saying, man, stop shooting at us and stop killing us because we're black and other people are positive. Yeah, I hear you, but you shouldn't have, like, bro, people can't, can't control how they look, people can't control how they're born, people can't, can't control their backgrounds, and people are, are literally being looked at differently about it. Like, I can use me for an example. I always use me as an example because I can always speak to me. If he did, if he and you never crossed paths the way that we cross paths. Remember how long we worked together and we never you never spoke to me or said a word to me until we ended up uh working somewhere else together. Exactly. I want people to remember that. Like you got a lot of people like myself who a lot of people would just look at and be like, Oh, man, I'm not dealing with you, man. Uh and it it, it could be from not necessarily a prejudiced place, but it can be from a common place of familiarity from what they know from their own lives because it's something different. You see me, you see somebody who looks like me, is you're automatically going to be on guard if you're by yourself. The problem about that is when it comes down to police officers who are supposed to protect and serve, uphold whatever oath it is they're giving, because I'm no activist, so I don't study the, the ins and outs of, of, of everything that's supposed to uphold. I just try my best to stay away from them and make sure I'm clean at all times. But you get people who are set in position that we're supposed to follow and we're supposed to be protected by and we're pretty much being killed by them because a lot of police forces are hiring these people who come into the force with their own preconceived notions and their own preconceived prejudices against people of other races. And when they something happens and they kill somebody, they get away with it. That's the narrative. It's not a black people hate cops thing because we don't. It's, it's not a black people hate white people thing because we don't. What it is is us literally saying, hey, change the way that y'all are viewing what happens. How <laughs> I was surprised I'm going to say this. When people say, how people say black lives matter and then somebody rebukes them by saying all lives matter. Matter, basically what saying is that for me as a civilian, if I kill somebody, I'm going to be charged and upheld, and I'm going to be held to the charge to the highest degree. Do the exact same thing for somebody who is an officer of the force or somebody who is in a position of power. Even with a lot of these government officials, they, I might be crazy, also that a lot of people don't like, but our so called president is a convicted. Child molester right now. So, all the things that a lot of people are asking is this chill out with complaints, man. Hold people accountable. And then, when, when situations like this happen, stop trying to push it under the rug and then stop trying to spin the narrative out to be more than what it really is. It's, it's simply like treat everybody equally, treat everybody fairly. That's all everybody's asking. So, absolutely. I would agree. And I mean, you know, some of the other things that we noticed, it wasn't just the good old boys that we noticed. You know, I, I made the comment to you pretty early on that it felt like even though we were that far back, I think we were on 6th Street, which if you're familiar with Little Rock, 6th Street's probably a good mile away from the Capitol. 
and uh, we were in a parking lot with the med tent. I kept saying, you know, with the helicopters flying around, the drones, everything, I, I looked at you and I said, it feels like we're in a war zone. I, and it's the craziest it's the craziest thing because it actually did. It felt like we were in a war zone with all the military aircraft and things popping uh popping up. Yep. Uh, and a lot of people want to understand. And a lot of people want to understand that me, me and you talked about it, and I know you've seen some conversations that I've had with other people about it. Absolutely. A lot of people Absolutely. want to understand how. A lot of people want to understand it without being that same team and recognizing the strategic patterns that a lot of patrol cars, who aren't even from this area, not even from this district, not even from this region, they came from different parts of the states. But they're after patrolling our city. And I understand it is rotation and it's because they've been given the order. And, and, uh, and in a lot of ways, it's because it's their job. But you could sit up and see it and then see how it's so. To sit up and see how everything is, and then when everything does jump off and they are given the order to this person, there's no regard for anything. It's like a robotic system. It's like they were given an order, and without any kind of regards for anything, it it was their order was executed on. And that, that's the part that's, that's disturbing, man. Like, the police are militarized against regular, everyday people, and they, it, it, it just ain't right, man. Well, and you, you got into it a little there uh Sunday night when we were down there helping out the medical tent it, the stark contrast literally it was like a parade i cuz i remember literally you counted them i think uh, at one point we were up to 11 and yeah. i want to say it was exactly midnight the little rock police department pulled out and, I mean, let's be honest, they were getting orders to pull out, but the Little Rock Police Department pulled off. Not five minutes later were there kneeling and sitting protesters, nobody being violent, nobody even really saying much of anything, were these protesters fired upon with tear gas and rubber bullets, only at the Capitol, only at the Capitol. Yep. Absolutely unacceptable. I mean... Sean, it's just yeah. behavior to me. I mean, what, what do you what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it kind of uh, you know, you shocked me earlier when you said how how great of a job the Little Rock Police Department did when things like that happened. You know, another thing that really bothered me was when Mayor Scott marched with the protesters at the Capitol, holding the Black Lives Matter flag. And then as soon as he gets to his SUV and drives off in the capital, what, they got gas again? Man, so that was smoke and mirrors. What they did, and this is just what I think, but like I said, I, I, what I say could be wrong, but I can only speak from what I, what I personally saw and what I personally know and what, from the information that I was personally getting. Man, that was a ploy to get people away from the capital to start with. Now, him as a, him as a, 
it was a ploy to get people to get it was a ploy for them to get people away from the capital, and it was also a a, a a play for damage control because for the longest a lot of people have been saying why why hasn't he been out here? But every time he's given an order or every time something majorly wrong happens that comes down from either Tom Cotton or Asa Hutchinson, he's the one that's there to take the blame for. It. So it almost looked like a it almost looked like a, a mask and mirror type game. So where it's like, yeah, I'm here with my people and I'm for y'all and I'm gonna stand with y'all and all of this stuff. But come walk with me, let's go down here for it. That's what it that's what that to me, that what that looks Absolutely, Mr. JT. I completely agree. And we actually do have our fourth member holding of the American Idiot Show tonight holding on the line, so I'll go ahead and bring him on. Uh, Brad, we're talking about specifically Sunday night here in the capital city of Little Rock and just how stark the contrast was. As soon as the city police of Little Rock come out, not five minutes later, they're firing upon peaceful protesters with tear gas and rubber bullets. Uh, absolutely. That's, that's that's what I've been hearing. Um, to KT's point, uh, with the with with Mayor Frank Scott, um, I was actually listening to a uh, I, I listened to one hundred two point nine today for a little while, and Doc Washburn, who has done some interviews with on a couple of topics that I've been interested in in the past, was on, and, and of course he's a he's a Trumper, he's a conservative. Um, but he interviewed a gentleman, and I don't know if you guys know who he is. His name is I want to I can't remember his first name. It's Jeremy Starks. He's an independent videographer. The name that he might know of him. Um, but he was the gentleman that legitimately walked backwards for the ten blocks that Frank Scott marched and filmed Frank Scott the entire time. And, you know, he was giving his account of what happened. And basically his account of what happened was that after the after he had got to his designated area, I guess, that he was going to walk, you know, he said, all right, guys, it's it, the curfew's coming. You know, let's go home, get some rest and, and, and come back in the morning. And at that point, according to Mr. Starks, the, it wasn't Little Rock PD that initiated the action. It was the state police Absolutely. that have uh, been taken over. And honestly, I heard today that uh, that with that executive order, emergency declaration, I, I, I don't know which one. It's either one or maybe both. But uh, that now the state police have unified control over the police departments and now the Little Rock Police Department chief is obviously denying that but with with ACE's directive you know it's out there in black and white you know the state police have control of the situation right now and so you know because the narrative I've been hearing on the radio or on the news and everywhere was that the Little Rock Police Department has been very vigilant in its in its in its treatment and, and kindness to the protesters, um, but that the state police have a, a short leash at this point. From what well, I understand, I, I mean I could be wrong. I, I haven't want, been down there, so I don't want to specifically get into what happened last night yet. But I mean, up until then, uh, Mr. KT, I, I think we both are in agreement that Little Rock had been quite a quite a uh, calming force. 
and actually were out there, you know, amongst the protesters, like I said, hey, you need a bottle of water, hey, you need some food, anything like that. I mean, I, I didn't see any negatives about the uh, Little Rock Police Department, KT. Yeah, so when we, the first night that we showed up, man, like I said, uh, Michael, you saying the video that I posted, you was at the with uh, the first night that we showed, the first day that we got after before everybody else showed up, they was walking up on us asking us if we wanted food because they had linked up with Salvation Army and brought food after. So they showed a little, they showed you how little our police was. Um, every time the crowd moved, little our police would kind of pick out the pattern and they would block traffic out so people could find, so people could safely walk walk to where they were going to walk. Uh, even on into the interstate down the freeway, um, which I kind of, a big part of, of why I wanted to touch, ooh, why I'm bringing it up is because I wanted to touch on it a little later. Um, the police were the one who suggested people walk down to the freeway, regardless of what a lot of people's reports are, how a lot of people feel about it. Um, Little Rock Police has been every step of the way helping to keep everything peaceful and helping to keep everything flowing in motion. Uh, smooth, but uh, like we've been seeing the pattern for the past few days, at a certain time they get their call to 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 leave the scene basically, and they will all book it, high tell it to their vehicles, and they will all leave at the same at the exact same time, and that's when sitting your state and other outside forces will show up to kind of try to take over everything. And that's the thing, you know, and I posted a picture of a guy who uh, apparently uh, apparently resigned due to, you know, having to do some of the things that uh, the police are, you know, the state police and uh, other organizations are having to do. But, uh, you know, he, he basically said, hey, I'm not going to do this. And that's the thing. I, you know, part of me is like, and these guys are just following orders from above their heads. But part of me is like, you have an obligation, at least in the military, you have an obligation to not follow an unlawful order. So, I mean, in my mind, I'm trying to figure out why the state police and the National Guard ain't like, hey, we're not going to – I guess we'll go ahead and get into Monday night when we weren't there. We're not going to fire upon a bed tent, for example. It's like that because the Insurrection Act of 1807 has been invoked. Right. Which I guess makes these actions lawful. But I mean, Sean, that was week one of basic training for me when I was in the Air Force, was you don't fire on anything clearly marked with the Red Cross. Are they playing with different? Are they playing with different uh, rules than we are? I mean, I literally somebody told me earlier that they are playing with a different set of rules of engagement. I mean, do you have any knowledge as far as that goes that the rules of engagement are separate in this case? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I'm a veteran just like you were. I was taught the same things that you were. And I don't know what the rules are for the cops. Historically, police have brutalized protesters in this country. So, you know, the fact that Little Rock is actually helping people, feeding people, that's really cool. I can applaud them for that. 
but the others that are coming in and gassing people and shooting people with rubber bullets and stuff, that's just not cool. Oh, absolutely not. And, uh, I mean, Brad, any idea possibly how this could be justified by the uh, thus far? Uh, If you shoot on a medical facility, there's no justification for that period, point blank. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, I, like I said, in listening to, you know, in listening to the, to the 102.9 just for the last couple of days, uh, trying to, and I think that's another thing too, that, that, that is probably a subject of the show is there's been a lot of bullshit, a lot of misinformation put out on the internet, not saying what you're saying, but I'm saying there's been absolute bullshit put out there and misinformation and, People eat it up without doing their research. Ignorance is, you know, is what it is. But I, I do know that I do know that that on that show there was a breaking news story where I want to say it was Asa Hutchinson had notified uh, or was notified by police and or the Little Rock Police Department that a credible source, and they use that term very heavily, a credible source had said that that there had been threats uh, towards the lives of several lawmakers and public officials within the government. So, I, you know, I'm not saying that's any justification for what they're doing by any means, but, you know, I don't know if, and that's, you know, I don't know where you, when you want to get into that situation, but I really feel very sad and I feel anger and rage for the, protesters because uh, and I'll say it and if you like them you like them but these fucking Antifas and which are a bunch of white ass punks and these white supremacists who can go fuck themselves um, are coming down here entrenching themselves within the protest and fucking shit up and creating that you know that riptide within what would be a peaceful protest and and well, I don't know if, if the state police is trying to get ahead of what they're seeing on television, like within New York. I don't know. I mean, I'm not. that's not a justification for it. But, right. you know, for the most part, the narrative that I've seen is that the legitimate people that are looking for justice for George Floyd and the African-American community and have 100 percent, you know, that's what they want to do. They're doing it as peaceful as they can. There's no destruction. In fact, the news has already said that the protesters have been telling people, hey, stop, don't do it, quit, don't don't get violent, don't give the police a reason to do anything. And these these groups of people are coming in sabotaging shit, and it, it pisses me off because this is a cause that, that needs to be addressed, and I think it needs to be addressed. I don't necessarily think that it, it needs to be addressed. Uh, I mean, in broad spectrum, the fucking police department is, has been doing what they want to do to whoever the fuck they feel like doing it to since I can remember. If if this somebody just had a bad day, you might get fucked. And that's the sad part about it is, is that these groups that are coming in here acting like dickheads are really taking social justice and pushing it back 20 fucking steps. I would agree with that. Uh, Mr. KT, I, I mean, we even saw it last night, not to jump too far ahead in our saga here, but we even saw it last night as we were pulling off, uh, getting ready to come home. I remember starkly hearing a woman 
begging and pleading with a police officer. There's a gentleman down there breaking windows. Please go arrest him. Go arrest him. And I'm not sure if that uh, police officer ended up doing anything about it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I do sharply remember that. Yeah, so um, when that happened, and I don't know if any of y'all saw the news today, but I, I kind of caught wind up because they had it. They had the news on while I was picking my medicine up today. Um, they started arresting people because remember when we drove past McDonald's? Yes, sir. Uh, that's what that's what the girl was freaking about, freaking out about when she got out of her car and ran up on the police and was like, "Hey, this guy didn't hit throwing bricks and stuff at window." He and that's why they they rushed over to McDonald's. He still, he threw uh, bricks through windows at McDonald's and took our rent. Remember when we were driving and we were looking like, hey, where did dude go? Uh, the other person who was with us had him on camera taking out running down the street. It was mm-hmm. somebody who wasn't with us. Um, I hate to say it like this because I could be wrong. I could be wrong in a lot of stuff that I'm saying. So I want to get that out there. But based on what I saw and based on what we know, they forced the crowd to go a certain area once we left the governor there, the governor's mansion area. Once everything gets Broadway, that's when it was like, all right, this is the perfect opening because it's in the middle of downtown. There's so many ways to get away from so many back alleyways. And that's when, out of the whole night that we've been there, we went all over the city, went all through the governor's area, all through uh, housing areas, and all through the whole historic district. Not one thing would be was thrown. Nobody's homes or property was, was vandalized. Or messed up, but all of a sudden, once we get back downtown, that's when somebody just will seriously start throwing rocks and start throwing bricks. Yeah, I mean, shit went crazy as soon as we got back from downtown. Now, I, I want to kind of go back to the beginning of the night last night. Uh, the first thing that I remember from last night was getting the word from one of our uh, comrades that. Uh, they actually, and this is just, this is post uh, him actually coming out and saying that he had declared a state of emergency in the state of Arkansas, the governor, which pretty much, you know, at that point, the way I took it is all bets are off. But, uh, but uh, they were planning an ambush uh, in the capital. They had, uh, they had state police and, uh, National Guard members stationed inside of the Capitol to pro to uh, ambush the protesters when they decided it was time to break it up. Which honestly, it made me proud when they walked off and walked towards the governor's mansion that they didn't fall into that trap. But once again, I mean, we'll never know how accurate the report was because obviously it didn't uh, it didn't end up happening. But I can guarantee you that. Throughout the day, we saw several, several uh, unmarked uh, federal cars, several unmarked uh, state cars, and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it was, it was a stark contrast, even more so from what we saw Sunday night to what we saw last night. I mean, would you agree? The atmosphere just seemed even more on edge last night, Mr. KT. Am I right about that? Yeah. I mean, well, well, 
Well, Michael, I, I, and, and it, it's starting to make, I don't know, I mean, I guess it makes sense to me. A lot of people discredit a lot of the shit I say because I, I do believe in conspiracy theories. Um, but I honestly, it, the pattern that I am picking out of this, and Sean, I don't know if you are, or maybe maybe you just haven't thought about it, but if you go to these protests that uh, they began on Sunday, I'm assuming they began on Sunday. Um, the if you look at the if you if, if they started on Sunday, and then you, as the days go on, you have this infiltration of these outside groups that are starting to move into the area. Obviously, tensions are going to escalate, and then you know we have crime, cyber crime folks that read these these boards, and I think that I, Michael had mentioned something to me in Messenger about the Shield Network. And so I, I Googled it just because I'd never heard of it. And I guess it's a little bitty, I mean, a small, as it's described on its page, it's a small white supremacist group that has a couple of branches in Tennessee and West Virginia, but it's based out of Mountain Home. Uh, but if you could that potentially be the escalation in the, in the police's mind that, and, and, and their tactics because these groups are starting to come down? And 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 infiltrate the 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 actual legit peaceful protesting. I don't know. Well, and absolutely, I think that's the problem, and I think we can all sit here and agree on that. Especially is that the the people that are out there, like these alt right groups, they will. We've noticed that they will try to incite the uh, incite the uh, group. Uh, I think it was Sunday Sunday during the day. It was early in the afternoon. We were standing there, and there was a gentleman in a black Ford Ranger who uh, pulled out of his the parking lot right in front of the Capitol and sped off, and he had a loudspeaker, and he started yelling MAGA and, you know, pro-Trump stuff. Obviously, you know, not a very big Trump crowd in that crowd, and this gentleman obviously was trying to incite things. Same gentleman later, we were talking about how Antifa was designated a terrorist organization. Same gentleman walked past our group and said, yay, go terrorists. There are certain things that these individuals do that try to... I can't explain it as well and as eloquently as... Mr. KT put it. KT, can you explain what you said to me that day? You said something about uh, how they will say things to make things happen, I guess. They're basically trying to incite situations. They're trying to escalate everything that's going on and do whatever they can to get somebody to strike out either against them or against somebody else in front of in front of the police. Um I'll just be real about it, man. When people do shit like that, they come down to this. They do it They do it to a certain group or around a certain group in front of the police because they know the police's current attention at least at the time is, is their group. Um, the, po- the point of it is, and what I, what I really, really want to get into without kind of rambling and talking about so much at the same time, um, a lot of it only get out now, and a lot in their own. Me personally, like I said, I can only speak on what I feel and what I think. Um, 
I think they only started addressing it to the public because we started addressing it to the public. We started calling it out. We started feeling the action of what's going on and putting it out. Because the whole, even right now, man, everything been going on for a few days now. The news is still spinning. It is if the protesters were the ones that they're tearing the city up. Even though it's not the mayor, a lot of the news people, or a lot of the news reporters who were reporting this, they're not even out there when everything was going on. Well, like I used yesterday, they arrested a lot of people on uh, on Broadway for protest. There was only one news lady who was there when we get there. The mm-hmm. other news channel was not there. The cars were there, but they were not there. They didn't come back until after everything had, had taken place, and then they decided they were going to report on. Yeah, these people have been told so many times, blah, blah, blah. They wasn't there. So they're, they're still painting the narrative as, as if it's the protesters out there starting everything. But even though we put it out, now the narrative is ill. Now the narrative is being put out there that, oh, we as police, we call we uh, caught news and we've been doing investigations uh, and this is why we have these procedures in place. Like, no, don't take don't take the credit for that because we've been trying to tell y'all that from day one. Absolutely. Huh? I apologize. I was just going to say, and I mean, it's not only it's not only individuals that are you know on the fringes of the protests that are causing issues. I haven't seen this personally, but I've seen posts about, uh, you know, pallets of bricks being delivered to protest locations. And they're called bait bricks, where they're trying to incite people. Hey, you're mad? Grab this brick and throw it through a window or something. Luckily, once again, it doesn't seem as if the protesters are taking the bait, but I mean... The games that are being played in this situation are so unacceptable, in my opinion, that it sickens me that this, whether it be the government or these alt-right organizations, whatever it is, it's just sickening. Well, see, and I think that's the that's that's a major issue in itself because. If you believe that, and I do, that it's Antifa, then that represents the far left. And then you have the white supremacists, which we obviously know are going to go to the alt-right. Um, so it just it speaks volumes as to, you know, and, and I think that's what it is. And this is the thing, and KT may, you know, KT may agree, but, you know, the thing about it is, is that... <clears throat> I don't think that if you were a normal-minded individual human being, whether you were black, white, you know, purple, whatever, after you watch that video, because, like, okay, so I'll break this down. Let's go back to the beginning of all how all this started. So the surveillance video comes out, okay? And, you know, I'll be honest. I'm you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I was like, okay, let me see where, where there was a potential for resistance. You know, because that's always the narrative. He resisted. You know what I'm saying? So I'm watching. I'm like, okay, so the, the cop leaves the, 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 the vehicle. I'm like, okay, so he's got one cop trying to get dude out the car. Here's where he's going to get ridiculous. Didn't see it. Comes out, handcuffs him, 
sits him on the ground. I'm like, okay, so when he stands up, he's going to, you know, fuck with him or something. And he does, excuse my language, but um, he's going to mess with him. And he didn't. He walked around the little corner. Now, my thought process was, why not put this dude in this car that's like two feet away from me? Why did, why did you walk this dude 31 feet down the road? But, okay, I was like, okay, so somewhere in the walk he's going to – you know, try to kick him or, you know, whatever. I don't know how you get, you know, how you can, you know, I guess he's going to try to do it because he was in handcuffs, so he couldn't use his arms. And and I never saw that. And then I'm like, so how did we get to this point where it takes three of you punk-ass people to, to put your knee on this dude and then sit there? And a lot of people didn't watch it, but I feel like to get a full grasp of what really happened, you have to force yourself to watch you know, the final moments of this man's life because the dude should still be here. He should still be here today. And that's the sad part about it, but I didn't see anything, man. And I think we were all unified in that, and everybody was cool with it, and I think that somewhere down the line, these disruptors, as I like to call them, uh, go, oh, God damn, we got a problem. And these people are together. And they started this shit. And now we're seemingly divided because you got one group saying, well, there's protesters that are all we want to do is be, oh, well, excuse me, the great divider, the orange fuckhead, calling people thugs and saying, if you uh, if you loot, we shoot, whatever, dude. Um, but, you know, it starts with him. Which I, you know, I would have never imagined my, me saying that, but, um, you know, it starts with him and then it trickles down. And I think they're like, oh, God, bless, these people could, you know, unite. This could be the, the unification that, that changes the system, and we can't have that. I know that's a conspiracy, but, damn, it's a lot of, I mean, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and, and I'm seeing a lot of smoke. I mean, I would agree with that. Uh, KT, maybe you can elaborate on this, but I, uh, when we were sitting there, and uh, I remember reading the article that Donald Trump, with it, of course, you have to read between the lines, and I'm taking some artistic, uh, some artistic. Uh, I forget the word. Some uh, I forget the word. But anyway, some I'm, I'm taking some liberties with what he said. But he basically called the governors of the states that uh, had these protests a bunch of pussies for how they have acted in uh, defending this and uh, taking care of these protests. To have the commander-in-chief of the nation's fucking military and the leader of the free world to act like that and then to literally smoke bomb and gas these protesters so you could have a photo op at a church where you did not go into that church. You stood on the outside of said church and held up a Bible as if that was supposed to mean something. So let let me piggyback off this. Go ahead. And I and I'm about to say something that I want people if people are listening it is even y'all I want y'all to play pay real close attention to this. Uh Michael, you're a former military, it sounds like uh I forget the other guy's name that's on the phone with this. Um sounds like you you're former military. Um this man has issued and deployed the American military on the American people. 
for peacefully protesting, which is within their right. Think about that. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Absolutely. All for, all for the sole purpose of trying to assert the image of dominance that he feel he now needs to assert because he didn't like that the story got after he the president was rushed to a bunker when things get when things get a little bit too close to the White House. He feels like he feels like it was a sign of weakness the story got after he was rushed to the White House. So he is the president has has deployed the military on local officials on on local people also he can walk down the street. Now well, the, then the sad part is to KT that if 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 people buy that that was a sign of strength and dominance that he walked down the street, but can I might I remind everybody that his bitch ass had like sixty Secret Service around him, and he pulled half of the Washington Street Police Department towards him, and they also put up fences. You can look; there's, those fences weren't there before he decided to take a walk. So. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the meme. They're like, "This president has balls." Yeah, I've seen seventy-two sets of balls in that picture um, yep. because I, you weren't by yourself. Walk your ass out there Friday night when they were fixing to storm it, and I might respect you a little bit. But uh, don't bring your your boys with you and your secret service and tell me that you did and, and some act of defiance because nobody's going to get to you with with the protection you had on you that day you were outside. I mean, the media. Hold on, Hold on let, me, let me put two sentences in here real quick. Um, so what what Trump is doing, it's classic Sun Tzu, okay? If you've ever studied any kind of military strategy, he yeah, is painting a narrative. He's painting a narrative with these photo ops trying to show strength. It's like what he was saying earlier. He's trying to show that he is the strong leader and that he's going to go out there across the lawn and he's going to go to this church. He's going to hold up this Bible, this book he's never read. He's going to stand in front of this church, a church he's never walked into before. And, and he's trying to ignite his base. That's what he's doing right now. You know, it, it was just a photo op to ignite his base. And we have to honestly step back and look at what – he has done by calling protesters thugs. I mean, thugs is the new N-word. That's what they're using without saying the N-word. So he's calling protesters thugs. And then you have people, representatives like the one in Kentucky, I forget his name, and Tom Cotton, that are saying we need to hunt them down and take them out with no quarters. Now, Michael, you would understand what that means because no quarters means don't take prisoners. Kill them all. So we have white leaders, white leaders in this country saying we need to kill black protesters, and the president as is calling them thugs. There's a fundamental fact, problem with the leadership in this country. I'll call them out by name. Tom fucking Cotton said that yes. he would deploy, and I, I'm not even going to – take the time to describe exactly which fucking cavalry or whatever. He said he would deploy the active fucking military and take no fucking quarters on peaceful protesters. He Not called these... out the 101st Airborne. The 101st Airborne. I, I mean, literally, mind blown at that. This is 
unacceptable behavior by Mr. Cotton. And, you know, one thing I will say, if we have any listeners from Arkansas just like us, Tom Cotton is apparently running unopposed, and that needs to change, and that needs to change fucking quick. Because this man is dangerous if he is willing to do this against American people. Tom Cotton is running on the coat hills of, of, of Trump. He wants to be the next president. That's why he is doing and saying what he's doing. He is a right-wing extremist and a religious fanatic, okay? And he, just like uh, Mike Pence, wants to create a theocracy, a white-based theocracy in this country to basically control everybody else. And it's disgusting. And they don't care what they say out in the media, in the public. They, they're in control, they're in power, and they think they can do whatever they want. And someone needs to hold these people accountable on election day and get them the fuck out of office. Man, all of this is a game to them. Um, they don't care because they're not – they don't care because they're not affected by it. This happened about Frank You're absolutely Scott. right. This how I feel about Asa. This how I feel about pretty much any politician. And I'm probably going to trade on some terms once again that I may be wrong on, but it is what it is. I watched the interview from a Detroit senator, man. In Detroit, they're, uh, well, in Michigan, they're fighting to go ahead and open the state back up and get people back to work. But they haven't opened these people's jobs back up to where people who have credible uh, careers in certain fields can actually go back to work. They make their money and don't. So you have doctors, lawyers, accountants, uh, people like that whose jobs may have been shut down who are being told, hey, we're going to take y'all off on the form, but we're not going to open your job and your occupation up. So go get a job at McDonald's, split some burgers, and make money because we need y'all to, to start paying back into the state. Now, you have a senator who works for a certain board out there who spoke up against it. If you're going to force people to go back to work without opening everything up properly, without having a solution for this whole COVID-19 mess, because this is something that y'all dropped the ball on, something that y'all refused to, to jump out on, and something that y'all use as a reason to shut the whole fucking nation down, if y'all are going to do that, y'all need to figure out a way to properly pay these people. You're right. You are absolutely right. And what a lot of people don't realize or understand is that there have been 30 million jobs lost. 30 million jobs are gone. Okay. Do you know how long it takes to create 30 million jobs? Most top economists have said it will take a decade. A decade. Now, how are people supposed to do for a fucking decade? People need to work. People need to eat. People need to feed their families. And people like Trump sitting in the White House, he's a billionaire. He doesn't give a shit. He has everything. In fact, in my opinion, I think that he and his little cronies are trying to take as much as they can before they let this shit burn. Yeah. Now, check this out. When that senator was talking about all of this stuff, you know what everybody else in that house did? They started laughing at him. They started booing him. Even the moderator who had control over the the, uh, council meeting was laughing and smiling on camera at this man. And I hate to say it, this man probably finna lose his job or his position uh, as a government official because he spoke up against it. That right there showed me that these people don't care, man. These ain't everyday people. I've been calling them for years, man. And this is why they place so much emphasis on the president and on the vice president. 
until people start getting out and people start getting properly educated on the other two branches of the judicial system and start getting out and start voting and replacing these people. Because think about it. You got people who have been passed down seats, some who have been in office since the early 70s, late 60s, still. But their election terms are every two years. These people don't have to rotate seats like a president uh, would every four years. These people don't have a term uh, length. These are the these are the people who have been rich. The the extremists. They look at this like a game because it's all for their own personal and political causes and their own personal and political greed. On top of that, but they're not the everyday regular people. Somebody who's a millionaire. Who has been handed everything? I'll put it like this: a hardworking man who has been handed a small million dollar loan to start his first business from his father cannot tell me somebody who ain't never had shit what I need to do to 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 sustain. If you're, I'll put it like this: um, Bessie DeVos, she was called out uh, for failing uh, with the Board of Education for failing people. Who have been filing against uh filing motion against scam colleges. She was putting um she was called out for not helping people who who will file motion for and against to try to get some kind of money back for going for being for going to a scam college. The scam college being added by the education system being shut down, but yet these people are still paying forty to sixty thousand dollars in student loans. And she's been called out about it, and the guy said it straight up. $40,000 to you or me may not seem like much, but $40,000 to some of these American people is almost double what they make in their annual salary a year. This shit is a game to them because it don't affect them, man. Oh, you are right. Uh, the elitists, the billionaires, the millionaires, uh, everyone who has gotten their tax breaks or tax cuts you know, during the stimulus, millionaires and billionaires got millions of dollars during the stimulus. Everyone and we were happy for bucks. 1200 Yeah, we were happy for right? 1200 Right, Yeah, we all got 1200 bucks. You know, maybe you got a little bit more if you had kids. But, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, $1,200, how long is that supposed to last? That'll pay a month's bills for most people. That's it. And we haven't seen a dime since. There are people being evicted. People are going to lose their homes, their cars. They've already lost their job. What are they supposed to fucking do? And now Mitch McConnell is saying that he, he doesn't want to do another stimulus plan? Fucking Canada, they're giving people $3,000 a month. They're actually taking yeah. care of people. Uh, Fuck the corporations. They're taking care of the people. That's what we yeah, need the, to do. Fuck the corporations. The, the exact sentence was, I'm not sure we want to do another stimulus package, but if we do, we know for sure we want to go ahead and cut off the uh, – the additional benefits given from unemployment because people don't want to go back to work. Like I said, like I spoke about earlier, if you have somebody who's an accountant, you have somebody who crunches numbers, you have certain people who may be understudies or, or who work for lawyer uh, lawyer firms and all of this stuff, they're being, they, who've been furloughed and can't go back to work. What, what are y'all going to have in place for those people who can't go back to their occupation? From a field or a career that they spent years building up, they don't they don't care about it. They to sit up and say people don't go don't want to go back to work, and we've allowed people to get lazy behind some shit that y'all shut down. The government the government decided to shut down everything. The government is the one who said, "Hey, we're gonna 
finna uh, do this whole uh, social distancing thing and was shutting down all of these buildings um, as a safety measure. That wasn't the people. Um, I get caught, I get questioned by somebody who I personally know that that I can't have no I personally can't have respect for because they said I was being lazy because I'm sitting at home drawing on the floor. That was not a call that I made personally. I didn't, as a man, I personally did not say I want to want to sit at home and not work. But guess what? I'm not going back to flipping burgers. I spent years getting myself out of that hole, and I'm not going to go back into that hole. But that's the narrative that's being painted, not only by certain people who can go back to work, certain people who have been handed business, certain people who are millionaires and don't have to deal with the everyday struggles of life of budgeting, trying to make ends meet, trying to make sure bills are paid. Um, I'll put it like this, and I'm only gonna use, I'm not only using them because I don't like them, but he, I'm gonna use Donald Trump as my main reference towards everything. Donald Trump don't know what it's like to have to get up, go to work, cut off lights, cut off, uh, unplug microwaves, unplug refrigerators, uh, unplug, uh, and cut off my AC unit in an attempt to try to budget my electric bill. People, that's shit that they don't understand and shit that they don't care about. No, you're right. And and, and another thing, too, all these celebrities in Hollywood, um, I hate to say it this way because I love a lot of celebrities in Hollywood, but them you know, sitting at home in their fucking mansions saying, we're all in this together, we support you. Yeah, fuck off. You know, they're they're the same people, right? You know, that are out there that don't have to worry about a goddamn thing. Exactly yep. everything that 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 KT was just talking about. They don't have to unplug their microwave or their televisions or anything like that. Hell, some of them are still fucking working because you know the advent of the internet and, and because of technology and stuff like that. I mean, these are fucking millionaires trying to tell us, you know, how we're supposed to live our lives. We're in the fucking trenches. We're we're living month to month, supporting families. You know. It's just – it's unbelievable how out of touch most of these fucking people are. Yep. Now, uh, now, now I'm, glad, I'm glad you said something about celebrities because it's going to kind of touch back to the original cause of a lot of stuff or what started a lot of stuff. It is, mm-hmm. it, it is jumping back, it's jumping back to George Floyd. And this is why amongst – Michael, you've been around me, you know, some of the time you've seen – some of the ties that I have within the music community here locally, especially right. within the past days that you've been riding around with. Mm-hmm. Um, so the police officer, whatever his name is, I forget. I just, I, but I see, I see his face. Chauvin? Yeah, him and George, they work at a nightclub together working security. Now, this is the thing that a lot of people don't know, and this is the thing that a lot of people this is what they're not putting out to the public. George was kind of somewhat of a, of a small-time celebrity. George was part of a famous um, famous Houston rap group called the Scrooto Click back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Floyd Steele had ties with a lot of famous rappers. Floyd Steele helped out with a lot of rappers who helped molded their careers, switched them to certain situations, set, possibly set up and organized events and all of that. At least from what I know of, uh, Screwed Up Click is a, is a is a group that I personally can sit up and say as a kid was one of the groups that that molded a lot of stuff that that we were doing when we were coming up doing music and everything. Now you take somebody like that who made their money, who probably George probably didn't need to work because he probably still had money from that. 
Um, but you have somebody like that who steps up on the scene, and and Michael, with what we do, somebody might try to use that against me in a certain aspect when it comes down to stuff out here in Little Rock. You have right. somebody who has a presence on the scene or is known from something different than what is making them um and, and from what is making them money on a regular basis. And some people might look at it like, hey, I don't like that. I don't agree with it. Why how come every time somebody wants something done, they only go to this person or, or something like that. But regardless of the fact Dude could possibly be looked at as somebody who might have been popular in this area because a lot of pictures and a lot of people from their community who know him, they started posting pictures and showed how loved as a person he was in the area that he lived. And some people might have felt some kind of resentment against about that. Now, when he came out, they, they possibly, not possibly because they did know each other, the owner of the nightclub or, or a bar or whatever they worked at, put it out there that they knew each other personally. This situation popped off was not it it was mistreatment of somebody who I don't like saying stuff like this because I don't like judging people. I hate judging people until they show me I have a reason to feel the way about. And I personally don't know this man. But this man did this smiling with a with a smirk on his face. Because you can tell he had ill will and ill disregard for this man, for Floyd as a man and as a human being. It was some kind of resentment there. You go back and watch it. Me personally, I had to cut it off. Every time I try to watch it, I get to a certain point, and I have to cut it off. But looking at this man's face, when people are like, hey, he's telling you he can't breathe, get off his neck, and the way he's looking at people is like, oh, I don't give a shit. It's people like that. It's people like that who we come across on an everyday basis, whether they try to call themselves our friends or not. Um, personally, like I said, it's it's a lot of people who I personally lost respect for because of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, I don't know, man. It, 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 me personally, like I said, y'all been around me, man. I, I don't hold nothing back, and I, I treat everybody the same, and I treat everybody fair. I try to I try to tell the truth to everybody. I try to keep everything the way I feel like it needs to be. You know what kills me about the whole situation is, you know, when George Floyd died, and and people started to be outraged by that. Everyone. And I mean, everyone in this country should have been outraged by that. Yeah. You know, it, 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 why didn't we all get in the streets at that point? Like everyone in the damn country from New York to California, Hawaii, Alaska, everyone should have just stopped what they were doing and said, hey, you know what? Fuck this. No more. We don't we don't need this shit anymore. This is bullshit. But then then, you know, when the protest started, all the divisions started happening. I mean, it's a very sensitive issue. What happened? And, and yep. some people want, want want to say, oh, well, just because some people have done some property damage, you know, well, that just discounts the entire Black Lives Matter movement. Well, no, it doesn't. Some people are just assholes, you know. Um, yep. Not all cops are bad cops, but there are a lot of bad cops, and we need to take care of them. You know, we need to get yep. them out. And, and, yes. and, 
I just wish we could all get together and fix this whole thing. What makes me really pissed off is no one in Congress, no one in the House of Representatives has done a damn thing to start any legislation to regulate police and to stop them from doing this shit. Because then they have to rewrite a lot of the things that they can and can't get away with themselves. But what a lot of people are forgetting, though, is not just George Floyd, man. Um, think about it. Amar Arbery, man, they, Amar Arbery was shot, was hunting down in the street with jobs because they claimed he walked on a construction site of a house. That, that still doesn't give anybody the right or justification to chase this man down and kill him in cold blood the way that they did. But they did. That happened in February. It took months for them to make an arrest. Only reason they made an oh, arrest right. was only reason they made an arrest is because people found out where these people stayed because they get cocky. Right. They thought they was gonna get away with it. They started talking about it and posted the video, the video themselves. That's what got them caught up. But an arrest was not made. An arrest wasn't made in the attempt to prosecute them. An arrest was made to save them people because people was outraged and started started coming to them out. Um, well, one of the guys I, involved with that was actually an ex-cop, and that, yeah, absolutely, and, and the. The DA didn't want to do anything to the guy. But, yeah. gentlemen, gentlemen, we actually um, have a caller holding on the line that would like to uh, join in on our conversation, so I'm going to go ahead and bring them, uh, bring them <laughs> live. Uh, caller, uh, welcome to the American Media. Fellas, 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 can I say something? Now, don't get mad at me. There's over 18,000 police departments and departments with police authorities, security guards, college campus and so forth. Mm-hmm. The federal government has no jurisdiction over them. It's the community that they exist in. Actually, the people, right now oh. they do. Well, sir, come on now. That's, that's those, states are, those states are autonomous. I tell you what, take like Ferguson. I know Ferguson very, very well. The federal, The people that lived in Ferguson which was about 60% black who moved out of North St. Louis, was satisfied with that policing. You know why? Because it protected their vested interest. Now, as far as these tactics of restraint, like we see with the knee on the shoulder, that is legal in Minneapolis. Some other cities, they don't use it. But his knee wasn't on his shoulder. His knee was on the base of his neck. Well, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a argument. I mean, I don't have anything. I know, I know that. Uh, I only thing I know is that when I read the 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 rules there in Minneapolis, and I heard people talking about it back and forth, they said it's legal in some states. Some states it's not. Like they used to take the baton and grab your neck with legal it. Legal doesn't make slavery used to be legal in America. Look, look, I'm African American. A natural born. I want to talk about this if it's okay with y'all. Go ahead. Oh, that's fine. Now, another thing. In Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and this is the news, in April, you had three cops shot, two killed, one seriously wounded by two different black males. One stood over a cop and shot him dead. You hear nothing about that. So should the whites in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, protest and march? Because of that, uh, Did any if y'all they hear about chose that? to do oh, so peacefully, uh, then that yeah. would be fine. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Peacefully, well, should oh. they start? Should they start looting stores? Hold Sir. On. Let me say. Sir. Been, I, I don't agree with anybody looting or destroying anything. If people oh, do it, then they do it. But not all the people that are looting and destroying things are a part of the Black Lives Movement. A lot of them have been infiltrated. Okay, like the the guy that burned the uh, what the Kentucky courthouse. That was a white guy. Exactly. Who had, who had, who had nothing to do with any of the protests. Now, this is what. Now, please allow me to say this, and please allow me to get all the way through this with that interruption, because I, cause I, I hear what this gentleman is saying. But this is what they're leaving out. People, the people who killed those police officers, the Baton Rouge, they were caught, prosecuted, and sentenced. And then what happened to them? They were brought in to justice. They wasn't killed on the spot. Go ahead. They, they, who, else, who, who else was killed on the spot, man? This, this, well, they talk is, about that. They say that when a black person do something like that and caught, they shot. And, and, and that's not the only place that happened. They had another case in St. Louis where a black man stood over a white cop and shot him in the head. Two shot in Bell Fountain, which is right next to uh, Ferguson. Luckily, they had their armor on. But the thing, what I'm saying is crime is crime. And guess, exactly. and guess what? Those people were all prosecuted, sentenced. And they're locked up and they're serving their time. Like you just said, crime is crime, murder is murder, right? This is, yes, it is. The, the whole narrative. The whole narrative, and this is what people are spinning. Whether they want to, whether they want to admit it or not, whether people are misinformed or not, and some people are using this to spew out how they really feel about a lot of things. As you just said, crime is crime, murder is murder, whether you're a police officer or well, not. Hey KT, can I ask you a question? What's up? And, and, and I'm. Be devil's advocate here, and, and this gentleman from St. Louis. Uh, in this instance, now, I, and I want to ask your opinion because I know that you you're heavily, in, and I understand I watched your 45 minute video, but in this instance, the and in fact they just came down with an actual upgrade to second degree murder. I hope they haven't overcharged the gentleman or the the guy uh, because if because they're going to have to prove intent now with second degree. But yep. is uh, they have now charged all four of these officers within a three or four or five day window. So, you know, does that set a precedence? I mean, you know, the, the protesters were asking, and I'm and I'm not trying to start anything, but I'm asking, justice is the the, the wheels of justice have started to turn for, you know, the first time that I've seen in a case like this. You know, the cops are behind bars. One's on for second-degree murder. I do not know what they've charged the other three with. Um, but, you know, the process has started for justice. Now, you know, I know a lot of people are going, well, let's see if they get a conviction. And that's where I was nervous because of the letter of the law. You've got to prove that he intended to kill him. And I hope the yeah. prosecution can do that. that was, uh, that I don't was, know what they've reviewed and seen, but... You know what else they got? You know what else they got to overcome? Okay, three things. One, that procedure was legal. Two, police have what's called qualified immunity. All officials do, really, like Congress people and so forth. They got to be able to show that you intended to not let that person uh, live in this particular case. Some people standing around him, they were just watching. And the second, and the third thing. In the state of Minnesota, you have to have a unanimous verdict 
from your jurors, either guilty or not guilty. All 12 of them have to say guilty. Now, here's where this come in at. Minnesota, Minneapolis has a large Muslim community, population. And you look into, and the defense is going to bring up Florida's past history, especially have uh, crime in there. Uh, he was convicted. He testified and, and, and admitted he was guilty. And he also performed in adult films. Now, people ask me, why is that important? And he just, he got killed. Because in Muslim society, you see how they dress their women? They cover up. And that's going to be a bias. But will they be able to strike all the Muslims off? Then what's that going to say? Okay, so like you're telling me that if there are any Muslims on that jury, that they're basically going to let the cops go free because he was in a porno film? I mean, that's, that's hey, that's part of I don't, I don't care what the no. fucking Muslims think or but not. But you are okay? not going to be on the jury. people to begin with. Well, well you I are not going to be on the jury, jury, sir. But that shouldn't have any relevance, you know, to do with anything with that at all. But There's video of him dying. He, Listen, he fucking murdered. I understand that. I understand that. But I served on a jury down – I'm here, I'm here in the South. I served on a jury down here in, in Louisiana in January over oh. the kid – over the incident with LSU with the hazing incident. This was a white kid that was being charged. And you should un- hear the things that they ask you in order for you to qualify to sit on that jury. And if they don't well, like I've it, they're going to strike questions. you. I've been, I've been stricken from a jury because of my progressive views. Mr. KT, go ahead and address this gentleman before... I want you to go ahead and address this gentleman before we go ahead and let him go because I'm going to yeah, this, this is this is comical because, and man, I'm not saying I'm not saying this to argue. I'm saying this because, and I honestly, I personally feel like you called in and are saying some of the things that you're saying just for the sake of trying to argue. Because no, I'm not trying to argue. I'm just telling you the reality. Well, look, I tell you what, to save your breath, I'm hanging up. Hey, well, you can you hang up, pimp. But I'm going to go ahead and say this because it's obviously other people talk. It's other people listen. Everything this man just said basically negated what he originally called in for. All crime is all crime, is crime but, uh, dude, you just contradicted everything you just said. And the fact that you just hung up for being called out about it pretty much, I'm not going to say it proves the point, but it leans a little thing more. Uh, it leans it a little more in my face. Absolutely. You're talking, about, you're talking about you're trying to tell me about situations that you personally have no stake in. You've never been there. You don't know. You're not a police officer for, for many hours. You read what you think the laws are off of the internet. You're trying to tell me about court cases and how lawyers, judges, and officials go about handling everything based off of what you think you know based off of the internet when you're not there to see the process. You can't sit up here and tell me. You can't sit. And that, that's my, since all of this started, man, I'm, I'm no activist, man. I'm, I'm just a black man who that came up and seen a lot of shit and been through a lot of shit. You can't sit I, up here and tell me. What that guy failed to realize or, or to even, even acknowledge is it doesn't matter what you fucking did in your past. 
You could be Scarface. You could be one of the fucking Sopranos. You could have murdered 10,000 people. It still doesn't matter. The police can't fucking execute you on the streets like that. That's bullshit. But that's the narrative that they they always play when when something like this happens. Whether it be somebody white, black, red, or brown. When the police end up killing somebody, and I want you to listen to what I just said carefully, whether they're white, black, red, or brown. When the police kill somebody and shit start going south and the heat start getting on them, they always turn around and they try to spew the narrative by digging up the background of the victim, the person who That's was killed. Right, and, and no one's like, digging up the background of this cop. You know, this cop had 18 freaking offenses against him uh, that they're investigating right now. He was involved yeah. in two shootings of two other unarmed uh, minorities. And, you know, it's very telling to me that the night he goes to jail, his wife files for divorce. And, you know, he was probably a domestic abuser, too. We do have another cop. Hold on. Uh, You got a cop. You got a cop who got away with walking in the wrong apartment because she was disoriented, killed a black man for standing in his kitchen, eating a bowl of cereal. And it took them a week to to finally arrest her, and she got off. Not to mention the city of Louisville. Not to mention the city of Louisville. But we're going to go ahead and go to this caller. Uh, Caller, are you with us? Welcome to the American Idiot Show. Hey, uh, glad to be here. I was uh, looking for – look, I'm tired of watching all the the television and the cable news networks, so I always tune in the blog talk radio, which I do have a show myself. But oh, when I called in, yeah, when I called in, the guy that was talking, now, interesting enough, every time I call on an interesting show, that guy happens to be on there, and he always takes this, like, pro-conservative, pro-Trump position. So I thought it was funny that when I called in, he happened to be talking. But one of the things he brought up that I wanted to address, if he was still on the line, he talked about, there's a large Muslim population in Minnesota. Well, that large Muslim population happened to be Somalis. Uh, Somalis are sophisticated Muslims. They are very proud of, of the fact that they're black, and so they are very sympathetic with that. So assuming you do have a Muslim on a jury, it would more than likely be one of those Somalis. You see, because there's like thousands of them in that Twin City area. Yeah. Now, one, one thing, awesome. piggybacking up there, sir, and I'm glad you called in and basically confirmed what I was already thinking, because he hung up as soon as I said, man, it sounds like you're calling in just for the sake of trying to argue. Uh, oh, yeah, you always do that. Every, every time I, I, I happen to call in, I mean, I've had it out with him a few times, and it's just like, I don't know what he, I don't know why he don't call in the conservative shows and just talk to them. You know, he calls in. I don't know, but anyway, I uh, now, now what y'all think about this? I was watching Fox News. Uh, I think it's the five o'clock, uh, six o'clock show, whatever. The one where why? Because I watch all of them because I, I like to look at the angles they do the stories and the and the, and the contracting experts that they have on there. And this is the show with Juan Williams, and one of the guys was saying that he didn't feel that this was racially motivated. He felt that there's some criminal activity that both of them were involved in and that this was a hit 
on a sloppy hit on George, and and he mentioned this other stuff about what George was involved in. I I just thought it was it was just it was a whole different view. Have you all heard that kind of stuff before? I haven't I have heard, 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 heard it before. I haven't heard it, but it would be if, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not gonna say I wouldn't put it past anybody because it's a small possibility that it that it could be true. Uh, but my my stance on it is whether or not that was going on, they had no right to kill the man the way they killed him. Right, 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 right. Right, you know, so... Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, everyone's supposed to have their due process, their their day in court. And, and when the mm-hmm. police murder people on the fucking streets, I mean, you're taking away that fucking fundamental right. And I hate it. I fucking hate it so much that they... And, and when they do it, they usually get away with it. I mean, we had a guy here in Jonesboro. It's just a, this is the craziest fucking story, too. This guy was handcuffed behind his back and somehow magically, you know, produced a gun... And shot himself in his own heart. And the fucking people got away with this shit. And let yeah. it's just unbelievable. This happens all over America. And I like to mention that during Hurricane Katrina, you know, in the in the aftermath after the storm had passed, and there was still chaos in the city, you had situations where police killed a guy, they shot a guy, then burned his body. There was a case yeah, where in that car. Yeah, and then you had a case where you had a family was walking across the bridge to find out if there were buses to take them out of the city. One of the the young men was special needs. The police uh shot and killed him and then they arrested the brother and planted a gun on him. These officers all it all came out a few years after Hurricane Katrina. There was a trial, but I think some kind of way some of the officers had gotten off for prosecutorial, what they call it, prosecutorial misconduct or something. But yeah. but yeah, man. I mean, the police here during Hurricane Katrina did some terrible things to people. Yeah, I've seen a few here, here in New Orleans, where, where, where I'm located. How that happens? Yeah, uh-huh. I, I got a immunity. The immunity that police have is disgusting. And the fact that sometimes they do get caught and they actually get fired, they just move to another town and they get hired by another police, you know, municipality. And nobody knows, nobody does a background check. And these people continue to keep killing people. It's bullshit. For the cop that that all of this is, that a lot of this stuff is about, that's his situation. He had the same situations going on in Alaska. He bounced. He bounced from Alaska, and then bounced to another another area. Each time something would escalate to the point to where he get a certain amount of complaints, he will resign and move to a different area. See, why can't we like raise the standard for fucking police and and ensure that they have like an associate's degree in psychology so that they can de-escalate situations instead of fucking eight weeks of fucking basic training where they just send them out into the streets with a gun and say, hey, you know what? Just make sure you come home every night because it's us versus them. Fuck that. Absolutely, Sean. But, uh, sir, I certainly appreciate you for coming on. We do have another caller holding, but I do want to give you an opportunity. You said you had a show here on Blog Talk. I want to give you an opportunity to go ahead and let us know about that. Give us some details. Yeah, my show is called New Orleans Wake Up, 
And, I, and of course, you can just Google New Orleans Wake Up Blog Talk Radio, and you can see many of the previous shows that I've done that are, have been archived. And for the last three days, I've done shows on the, the situation that's going on. And so uh, I, I, I always like to call on fellow persons who have show on Blog Talk and uh, and listen in on the conversations, and I'll continue to listen. Thank you very Thank much, you, sir. sir. Thank you very much. Listening okay. to you here so long. Thank you. Okay, that was certainly, I mean, it definitely brought some interesting things to light as far as, I, I mean, I had never thought about the uh, situation possibly being a hit or anything like that, but that's certainly an interesting theory. Let's go ahead and go to our next caller. Caller, you're on with the American Idiot Show. Caller, are you with us? Hello? Well, looks like we don't have anybody holding, but I mean, well, I certainly well, want Michael. Go ahead. Well, I've been sitting on here. I've been sitting on hold, and I was listening to that gentleman, and I wanted to kind of go back before all the, the two calls. Number one, the first guy, you know, started off kind of decent, but then kind of rooted himself in some, some, you know, some some stuff that I didn't agree with, but. I'm the last caller. I'm definitely going to check his show out. But what I wanted to go back, Sean and KT, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a former U.S. representative. I believe he was out of South Carolina. But uh, it's Trey Gowdy. Um, he's, a, he's a conservative. But, you know, here in the last – since he has left the, the his seat in 2019, you know, he's come out with two particulars about this, this case here – uh, well, the one thing about the case was he said that he believed that the uh, gentleman should have gotten, and I say gentleman loosely just because I really don't want to, you know, use, I don't really want to say anything, you know, bad language or whatever. But, you know, he, he said that Derek Chauvin should have been charged with number one first degree murder, which would have, to me, would have been a reach unless they find pre med. But the other thing that he said, Sean, was that, and I know you, I know Sean that you're a, you know an atheist and uh, but he said that in regards to the Trump uh show there uh at the front of the church he actually said on Fox News which made me laugh was he said that that uh, Jesus was neither a democrat nor a republican and that we should follow his teaching but leave him out of partisan politics Absolutely so you know, and for Trey Gowdy to say that because he's been controversial on a few things, but the fact that you know, I don't know. I mean, he's it's like that's how polarizing this this George Floyd thing is, and that's how you I can tell that there's outside sources that are trying to disrupt it because there's been nobody other than that gentleman that just called, whether he was trolling or not the first guy, that could tell you without a shadow of a doubt, look, the the dude, cold-blooded murder dude, um, you know, I was calling for first-degree murder when it happened, um, but obviously, you know, you I'm got, also You got to prove premeditation that at that point. Yeah, I know, and I know, yeah. and that's where I mean, that, frustration that guy would have had to have been recorded it. saying, I wish a motherfucker would. You know, yeah. and right. I'm, I'm sure he didn't do that. 
But, yeah. but can I go – but before that guy called, I did want to ask KT since that guy did bring that up. And obviously, like you said, he his narrative was – he completely shot holes in his own theory and his own, you know, verbiage by saying what he did. But I wanted to ask you, you know, they are saying no justice, no peace. So are you – should I say in this situation, are, is there a feeling of satisfaction – that you that that there was uh, charges brought against him in probably the most expedited manner involving a police officer and an African American. This was three days it took to charge the gentleman with a crime, and then they've upgraded it and charged the other ones. So, do you feel like there's been some progress, at least in this instance, that gives you a little bit of hope that maybe things are could turn around? Uh, and and for the better. So is is two is two points I want to make here. So one, sort of, sort of in effect to, to where it's like all right, all of all of the evidence is there. Whether these people knew each other or not, whether it was premeditated, whether they had ties of collusion from whatever personally that they had. The evidence that the fact that this man was killed in cold blood was is right there. The autopsy came out, came out because before they spun a different, they said the the original cause of death was from something different, basically trying to criminalize this man's background again. But then the real autopsy came out and basically was said the motherfucker it, is is murdered pretty much. Basically, it had an autopsy saying. Yes, in the fact of in the eyes of the American people, where the common American people, it looks like a step in the right direction. But this is what I want people to understand: with them changing the with them changing their charges like that, but what they're trying to charge him for after the arrest has been made is going to make it that much harder for them to actually try and prosecute him for this. Just because he's been charged, you're right. Not he's been prosecuted, and the fact that they changed everything the way that they did in the middle of this. It's going to make it that much harder for them to prosecute because now they have to go back. All evidence that has already been collected is now irrelevant. So they're going to have to go back, review evidence, and basically now they can paint the picture, spin the narrative however they want to again right in front of the American people because they say, oh, well, we changed the charge and we're going to go ahead and charge these other people too. The point of the matter is this. If this is what I need, everybody can Huh? I just wanted to say two things real quick. We do have a caller holding, so I'm going to go to him uh, quickly here. But the first thing I did want to – I did actually want to uh, go back and correct myself. Actually, it appears that Mr. Cotton is not running unopposed. It looks like we have a gentleman by the name of Dan Whitfield that is trying to challenge him. I guess he's going to be a writing Yes. Looks like he's going to be a writing candidate, so I do want to get that information out. I apologize, Mr. Toomer. And also, I wanted to pull this, uh, pull this caller on because they've called a couple times. Caller, welcome to the American Idiot Show. Yeah, uh, number one, do you want people to listen to your show? Excuse sure. me? Absolutely. Do you want people to listen to your show? Absolutely. Yes, sir. You do. That when a person listens, don't hang up on them. That's number uh, one. Okay. Didn't hang it, up on you. Yeah, you did. No, so, no sorry. In fact, I went to you live and you never answered. Uh, continue. I apologize. All right. 
Now, with regards to this guy being overcharged, he is overcharged. First-degree murder means premeditation. They're not going to get him on that. Because well, of, he was charged um, for second-degree. He's yeah, charged I know. They now charged him with second-degree. They had him charged with third-degree murder. They may or may not have um, gotten a, um, um, a verdict of guilty on that. They should have charged him with manslaughter. It was a lower charge. They could have proved that. Very, very few cops have ever been um, convicted of any kind of murder charge. So they do, And if they did accuse him of manslaughter, if that was going to be the formal charge, there, there would have been the accusation that he wasn't charged high enough. So now that he's charged with um, second-degree murder, that means intention to murder. They're not going to get him on that either. And um, all the evidence has not been in. One could argue that the intention is there when Mr. Uh, when Mr. Floyd is saying, I can't breathe, and he continues to use an illegal maneuver to restrain him. Yeah, well, they tried that with the Earl Garner case, and um, that, didn't, that didn't work out well. So, what they so need do you to think do this is, guy will get off? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah he's going to get off. He's going to get off, but the narrative that... I'm not gonna say the narrative. I got a break from saying that he's gonna get off. Um, it's because he the, at this point at this point right now the case has become too too convoluted. It's too much going on in the case right now. Also, so, not all the evidence has been in. There's a, there's a bit of a clip missing with um, uh, with Floyd being taken behind the car and all of a sudden he's down on the ground. He may have had a struggle. There's also um, speculation that some packets of um, powder, perhaps um, heroin, fell out of his pockets. So that evidence would be included in court. And if it is, then they're going to then the cops are going to say they had a reason to restrain him even further. He struggled and he's down on the ground. Which Do you have be, any resources to back this up? Because I've not heard these claims. Yeah, I've heard uh, a claim of. I forget which article I read, but they also had a picture where they circled the little packets, and they're showing that it may be plastic packets of heroin. They're not saying definitely because the pictures aren't that clear. Okay. But that's a speculation. So you also have to ask yourself, he didn't seem to be giving too much resistance when they first got him by the store, and now all of a sudden he's down on the ground. So usually in, in plain daylight with a lot of people around in somebody's neighborhood, you're not going to take somebody, and just because you're mad at your wife, take a suspect and slam him down to the ground. Plus it took two other um, people to keep him down to the ground. So uh, now, a good, now, a good now, defense attorney could use that. Now, um, now, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. Michael, Michael is saying this is the first thing. Sometimes police officers, when they when they're called to the scene, they're supposed to anything going on. To my knowledge, again, my knowledge is good and wrong. They were called to investigate. They produced a fake money that I saw, and they ran it. Now, this is why I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Some police officers they act without seeing or anything what's going on. The situation we had last night. Police officers pulled up in front of us, locked up, locked us off and leave to the go home. Yeah, they have two pictures of us for no reason. Any one of us would have came back out with any kind of record or anything like that for the simple fact that, well, I'm not going to go into that. 
But if anything were to pop up on any one of us for a past record for maybe a warrant or whatever, we would have been locked up here and down on the ground for whatever reason. If they went out there and was arresting this man, he is arresting that man. If he yeah. had hair or whatever, if he was distant or whatever, that is not warrant for the state. The man still be breathing. That's what the whole thing about. Yeah, and I'm not even leading to the direction that, um, you know, most cops are good. I don't believe that most cops are good. I don't believe that most cops are involved in a lot of dirty dealing, but uh, but in order to stay on the police force, the scuttlebutt is you've got to have a little bit of larceny in your heart because if your partner is going to take money for um, uh, covering for drug dealers or for whatever kind of um, bribes that they take, you better take it too. Because then that means you're implicated. If you don't want to take it, somehow they find a way to like, to get you off the force. And if you take Are a you former at law enforcement? Me, no. So okay. um, the story is is that I don't know what the story is, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the problem. That's the problem. The information is being put out about a lot of things. Is the fact that people are either misinformed or not informed at all. Yeah, but the thing about um, I don't even well. Uh, let me get down to a different thing. Is that the the protesters they're being infiltrated by either Antifa or by other troublemakers who want to create some sort of organized chaos. There have been pallets of bricks that have been found all over these particular cities in which the buildings have burned down, cops have been attacked, um, innocent people have been attacked, um, people who have spray-painted Black Lives Matter on buildings are white, so they're not even members of the Black Lives Matter um, organization. So there is an organized attempt, in my opinion, to try to inflame the situation beyond what it should be, and I think people should look out for further riots, and um, take and be prepared. So that's all I got to say. We appreciate you. Definitely. I mean, an interesting. I hadn't heard that. I know uh, I was talking with Mr. KT. He said he hadn't heard that. Have either of uh, Sean or Brad, have either of you seen a story uh, about the uh, about possible uh, heroin being found at the scene? I haven't, but I think that's irrelevant because police shouldn't execute people on the street. But that's just well, me. absolutely. I agree there. I agree there. But that would be. I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but that could be a factor. That I mean, I did hear somebody on CNN earlier commenting on the situation and said, you know, this isn't a slam dunk, and just like the earlier gentleman said. It's a, uh, you know, all it takes is one juror to make a home jury. I mean. Yeah, but, you, you know, if that happens, we're going to have another situation like in L.A. during the L.A. riots when, when all those cops were acquitted when Rodney King got the shit beat out of him with that fucking video evidence. Absolutely. I agree. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm saying that this guy is overcharged because I absolutely think the intent is there. Uh, but. I, I just don't want to see anything happen that, you know, circumstantially gets this guy off. Uh, Brad, have you heard anything about this possibly? 
Well, I guess Mr. Uh, Brad stepped away from the phone. Uh, Mr. Toomer, I, I know I've heard, quote-unquote, a struggle may have taken place, but never any bags of heroin. Uh, man, this, I'm not going to lie. This is the first time I heard of that. That's why I wasn't trying to argue with the man because, hey, we – I understand from you, from whatever source you're getting your information from, the source I get my information from might be different, and either mm. one of those could be wrong, but that kind of goes and piggybacks off of what we were talking about earlier. Whether the man had a criminal history or not, whether they knew each other or not, whether something went on or not, if they were there to make a valid arrest, be there to make a valid arrest. It's no fact no or no reason why this man should not be breathing right now. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people they trying to gloss over is the fact that this man needs to say to himself because it seemed like once the, once it started going in, when you asked about sources, it seemed like the conversation kind of calmed down and kind of went back into the, okay, I'm agreeing with you. Like, and right. that's probably why I, that's probably why I shouldn't even be on, on shows like this. Um, but when he said that, uh, that cops never get, uh, never get prosecuted, never get sentenced or prosecuted for murder. That's mm-hmm. the reason why we're doing this. That's the reason. That's the outrage right there. Absolutely. A 12 year old kid named Tamir Rice was in his backyard playing with his friends and his brother, and they were using toy guns and cops shot and killed them kids. You think them cops got arrested? Absolutely not. That's the narrative. Unfortunate. That's the unfortunate fact. Now, one thing that I've been sitting here and I've been thinking about this, and I may have even spoke to you this weekend over this, KT. One thing that uh, is interesting to me is the fact that the first caller brought up uh, a jury in Minneapolis. So the question I have, though, is he did bring up the fact that, you know, there will be a jury and, you know, they do have to vet them. I mean, I've done jury duty. I've done jury duty before. I'm pretty sure y'all have too, man. Regardless of your race, creed, religion, of anything, your background is your background. Like that shouldn't matter in a conscious decision on what's right and what's wrong. Oh, I absolutely agree. But what I was going to ask is. Do you believe that Mr. Chauvin's attorney will try to get the get the case moved to a different area? And the reason why I ask that, I don't believe that there technically is an area where somebody where you could find twelve jurors who have no information on this case. Yeah, well, and I, in all honesty, I don't know, and I, I honestly can't answer that because. I, a lot of the stuff that gentleman was saying, I don't know if it's true. I don't know where he got his sources from and he could have been telling us anything. And then this is a big thing about it. I'm not in Minneapolis. So I can't right. speak on the I can't speak on the practices. I can't speak on the population out there. I can't speak on the religious backgrounds of the people that's out there. I don't know, so I can't speak on it. Absolutely. Very true. Very true. Uh, Sean, do you have anything uh, to add in possibly about that? Do you think that uh, he would try something like that? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, this is just such a weird situation, such a volatile situation. I, I mean, I, you, just, you just don't know what's going to happen. This, this it's it's like flipping a coin. It could go either way. 
And I'm just afraid that if it goes, you know, one way, it's just going to make things a whole lot worse. I mean, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter which way it goes. It's going to make things bad. You know, justice just needs to be served. And if people are pissed off because justice is served, well, fuck them. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Now, Mr. Toomer, you, you actually sounded like you were kind of uh, you were kind of not 100% sure about the fact that this uh, could render a verdict of uh, guilty and convict Mr. Chauvin. Uh, is it just because they went back and now have charged him with a higher offense, or do you think that there could be a problem proving quote-unquote intent? It could, it could be. It could be a little bit. If that, I don't want to say that because it's going to make it sound like I don't want them to prove him guilty. If, but mm-hmm. And that's not the case. But if they do prove him guilty, it'll be the same face and to try to say, hey, we gave you people what you want. What else do you want from us? But well, I mean, based on, based on what I know, yeah. Now, based on what I know, based on what I personally know from situations that I've been in, um, situations that I've been around, and a couple of lawyers that I'm somewhat cool with in passing. Anytime, anytime a charge is being switched up in the middle of it, uh, in the middle of everything after the original arrest has been made, it makes it that much harder to go ahead and convict. But now, like I said, like I said in the beginning of the show, I could be wrong. Right now, one thing I did hear uh, somebody say on CNN earlier this afternoon was that this uh, this was actually handled originally by the city of Minneapolis and then uh, taken over by the attorney general who came back today and pressed the uh, second degree murder charges. Against Mr. Chauvin, uh, at that point, uh, does the does that mean that the original third degree and the original third degree with manslaughter on it does that go away, or is he still possibly charged? With, or are those possible alternate convictions that the jury would be able to find him in? Uh, that's that's the part that I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, that, that that's something I'm wondering because if you can blanket it like that, I believe you may be able to get a conviction on at least something. But, you know, the only thing that worries me is I'm not sure, quote-unquote, what's considered intent. So, obviously, I think intent, if somebody's telling me, hey, I can't breathe and I continue to do the action, I intended to have the outcome, uh, I intend to have the outcome be what it was. So, I mean, that's my definition of intent, but is there a legal definition of intent that is different than that? Do you, either of uh, you gentlemen know that, Sean, uh, Mr. KT? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Because, I, and I mean, that's just... We should have had Lisa on tonight for that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. We're... Of course, we're running into the uh, into the legal questions tonight, but definitely, definitely something interesting. But I mean, uh, Mr. Casey, you definitely hit on something with our last caller, and I'm not sure that uh, with the echo, the uh, people at home got to hear everything. But you told a story about as we were leaving last night. Uh, go ahead if you can. Go ahead and recant that for us. 
Yeah, so last night while we were on our way out of town, because we we were there, but we I felt the best for us to kind of play the perimeter instead of being out there in the actual crowd and in the thick of things. We played the perimeter and followed everything that went in case something went south. I can pull up with the truck, people can get in the truck, and we can drive off and meet. And it wasn't just myself who did that. It was a few other people who had the exact same game playing that I did. Um, knowing some of the stuff that we knew, we had a little bit more um, inside knowledge, I guess, that's the best way to put it, um, about where uh, Ride Squad and this first uh, station were set up. Um, so everything that we did last night was to play around them. When we drove downtown, when we went to the governor's mansion, everything, everywhere that we went, we were right there with the thick and thin of the, of the protesters and everybody who was walking, but we was kind of far off in the distance of where we could see everything around them being set in motion. Now, uh, I think based off of that, we probably got spotted or somebody called it in on us and was like, hey, look out for this truck, look out for this SUV, especially when uh, they drove past us and they saw that we was helping out with medical or were possibly helping out with medical. On the way out, on when we finally decided we was going to go home, uh, on the way out, that's when police jumped in front of us, blocked off, blocked us off from leaving. Five guys got out of one truck while the other while the other truck, they just kind of sat there in the way. But five guys jumped out of jumped out of the truck. They jumped in front of us. And I kid you not, the driver of that truck was a police officer, jumped out with his phone, started taking pictures of us. I could be wrong, but I only assumed that it was for facial recognition to try to see if they sent their picture off, if anything would come back and ping on my, not only myself, but the people that was in the car with me, because they took pictures of all of us while another officer was was behind us reading our tags. They didn't say anything. Um, they they would, wouldn't respond to any questions I was asking, because I'm like, I'm pretty level-headed in a lot of situations. When I saw it, me being me, I found it funny, so I'm like, hey, we good, kind of cracking jokes after I realized he, take, he was taking my pictures. So me jokingly like, hey, man, we good, everything's straight, you need me to smile for you? He wouldn't say anything. So you have situations, you have situations like that to where saying something would have pulled up and it said that I had an unpaid parking ticket or something like that, and my court date just hadn't popped up. Man, we would have been on the ground face down in the middle of the street. And the worst part about it is the way they blocked us off, we was they blocked us off to where anything could have happened because where we were blocked off at it was no witnesses for anything. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. You, you have situations like that 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 like I said, man, people don't know. People probably gonna listen to what I'm saying, man, and think this is straight up bullshit. But like I said in the beginning, I can only speak out what I see, what I know, and what I personally been been involved. Whether people want to believe it or not, this is a situation that happened last night. Literally, as we were crossing the bridge, bro, Michael, I promise you, if we would have, and if we would have been out there another two minutes, we would have been locked up and arrested with everybody who was arrested last night. That's what I heard, and I mean, included in that, I don't know if you caught this, uh, KT, but included in that was a member of the uh, local news station who had her credentials on her. She was quickly released, but the fact that she was arrested with her credentials on her, I, I mean, 
And then somebody went live with another person that was, I believe it was three gentlemen that were being arrested, and they said, what are we being arrested for? And they said, disturbing the peace and anything else we can come up with. Yeah. A lot of people, when uh, when they when they were ended up, I can't remember the young lady's name, but she's a lawyer, and she went live this morning um, going after to pick people up. So the original charge was supposed to be for uh, uh, being that past curfew or something similar, something similar to that. Once again, I could be wrong. Jasmine Secrets, uh, that's mm. her name. Um, and I could be wrong, but from what a lot of people were saying, they were told they, they were arrested for being out past curfew and that the, the executive order was given to go ahead and detain anybody who was out past their curfew limit. They wasn't, when the when the charges came out, they wasn't charged with it. They were charged with the obstructing government operations. Um. I don't know if this because they went on ahead and issued our state to be in a state of emergency at that time. Maybe that's the reason why. But a lot of people were charged with something outside of what they was originally told. That's that's very true. And, I mean, I, once again, I, that screams illegal to me. But, I mean, we are in a situation where – I personally haven't ever had any experience with as far as a state of emergency being declared as far as protests go. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, natural disasters, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't even know that a state of emergency could be declared in this case. But we've got about two minutes left. Uh, Mr. Toomer, we're going to go to you first because you're our guest. Go ahead and give us your final thoughts as we wrap up this show on the not only the protests, but uh, – you know, the state of America, so to speak. Man, the only thing that I can say is because I, I I don't wanna I don't wanna say something that can be wrong or misinform people. That's why I keep saying yeah, in a lot of my statements I could be wrong. I could personally be wrong. I could personally be wrong in a lot of things that I am saying. Um just educate yourself to the best of your ability. Educate yourself the best way that you can when it comes down to these types of situations. Don't just simply rely on what you saw in the news or what you heard through Facebook or what you see other people posting, especially if you know for a fact these people are not out there and they're thinking in the thin of what's really going on. People who ain't never been to war only only have a war experience through sitting there watching war movies. That's the best way I can put it. So educate yourself. If you're for it, if you're against it, get out and vote. Know who you're voting for. Don't just vote on on, uh, on the big four dates. Get out and vote these small town city elections because we're, at least here in my area, we're in a situation where our elected government officials don't give a shit about us. It's been proven. It's been shown. But like I said, I could be wrong. I could be speaking on my personal feelings, which I feel a lot of people are. I could be speaking from my own personal ignorance. So that's all I want to say, man. Okay, awesome. Well, definitely want to thank Mr. Toomer for coming on the show here tonight. Uh, Sean, go ahead and give us your final thoughts and where we stand currently in America. Um, I honestly don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me or what I think. So I'm just going to put it out there. I think America is broken. I think that systematic racism is a truth. 
I think it has been a part of this country since the founding of the colonies. And if people are upset and they want to go and protest, I support them 100%. One thing that I had said to Brad when this thing first started, because he was, you know, he asked me the question, what about all the buildings and everything that, uh, you know, get destroyed? I said, let it fucking burn. Let them burn. At the point, I was, you know, really upset about the whole situation. But, you know, if people are more upset over property being destroyed than than a human life, fuck them. Human beings deserve respect. They deserve their day in court. They don't deserve to be executed on the streets. So we got a lot of fucking problems. We got white people in power in this country that are calling for the execution of people on the streets. People go out and vote. Change this shit as fast as you can. If my language upsets you, fuck it. I don't care. November, go out and vote and change everything. We need new leadership. We actually need leaders. We need leaders that actually want to represent the people and actually protect the people and do things good for the people. That's all I got. Okay. Uh, Brad, do you have any final thoughts? I know you stepped away. I'm not sure if you're back. Do you have any final thoughts before we hop off here? I do have a final thought, and um, I don't want to get political with it because I think that this is a situation that clouds itself in in a ton of murkiness by adding political to it. I do understand Sean's point about changing the leadership um, to help pass legislation that could take the proper steps. But my my message to the American people is this. I've been around a lot of people in my time. I'm a 41-year-old white male that was born in in Arkansas. I've been in Arkansas my entire life. Uh, I have fallen into, I have fell into the stereotypical uh, conservative ways a lot of the times, um, you know, back in the day. And it was one thing that that I had, and in this case too, has kind of opened my eyes. And I've gone back to what Bill Allen said, God rest his soul, um, that we make assumptions based off of knee-jerk, I guess we have knee-jerk reactions. To things that we see And I was waiting for a resistance I was waiting for something else And I didn't see it But the thing that I think people need to understand Is I know that this show is called Racism in America And I know that there are pockets of racism That still exist But what we should be talking about Is hatred in America Because I have news for you If me, KT Any of the African-American callers that have called in tonight, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate your support. Michael, Sean, if we all took our arms and we cut them off, the same blood that is on the concrete and on the pavement from our own bodies will have the same chemical makeup as each and every one of us. And we have to remember that. We're human beings, okay? Some of us are lighter than the others. Some of us are darker than the others. But we're still fucking humans, and we all bleed the same fucking color blood. We all have the same body function. We all fucking die of cancer, MS, whatever the fuck it is. Shit is the fucking same internally, and that's what we have to remember. We have to show compassion, understanding, love, 
and respect because I work with a gentleman who is my boss, and, and I don't understand why he fears being pulled over. I don't understand why KT may fear being pulled over. I don't understand why my neighbors upstairs, their 15- and 17-year-old sons, have to worry about being pulled over. But you know what? Because I don't understand it doesn't mean it doesn't fucking exist. So I have to learn to understand. And I think that's the thing that people need to do is learn how to be understanding and how to fix the fucking problem because nobody should live in fear in the fucking world. Period, point blank, nobody. Whether you're being oppressed by a dictatorship or anything else, it doesn't fucking matter. We're all human beings, and this shit has got to stop. So all I can say is peace, love, and fucking happiness needs to come back right now because this is not the world that I want my nephews to live in. Kids, you know, future kids for anybody else to live in, we need compassion, love, and respect, and we fucking need it now. I'm done. Absolutely. And, I mean, I can't say it any better myself. I mean, at the end of the day, love your neighbor. If you're a Christian, I'm pretty sure that's in the – in the Bible, love of thy neighbor. And, uh, you know, everybody here, we, we've got to get through this together. I mean, coronavirus, we still, we're still out there battling that. We're everything that's going on. And to think that this is something that is still having to be battled. It sickens me to a point, but you know, Brad made a good point. Racism in America, it really should be hatred in America. Uh, The people that uh, hate are the people that fueled this show uh, tonight. Uh, It comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. Love everybody equally. And at this point, all you can say is black lives do matter. And uh, that doesn't discount anybody out there because we care about everybody. But... Unfortunately, right now, we have to focus on just the black lives because they're the ones that are in danger, ladies and gentlemen. For my colleagues, Mr. Sean Castleberry, Mr. Brad, and, of course, KT, our wonderful guest host tonight, I am Michael Carnahan. You've been listening to the American Idiots. We'll see you next Monday night. Look out.